Destiny Garcia, executive director of the Utah Clean Slate. Girl, I am so happy to be here in Utah <laughs> with you. And I am just, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. We're here at the Jazz Arena, the jazz, Utah Jazz Arena, mm -hmm. where an expungement clinic is going up upstairs, where hundreds of people are trying to get a second chance yep. through expungement process. And this is the middle of the journey. But I love for you to just start, like, you put this together with the NBA so Justice Coalition. Mm -hmm. But you have your own story. Yes. And your story has uh, amazed me. Um, it has impacted me from the moment we met last year. We had the implementation. Mm -hmm. We had the recovery rally. And we were sitting there having dinner, and you shared. You just poured yourself to me. And so, like, tell us why you're in this work. Like, why are you doing this work? Why is it so important to you? Well, you know, ever since I was little, I've always had this huge mouth, and my mom has always told me, it's going to get you arrested. And it did. It did for a lot of years. But now I've learned to use my mouth and be an advocate in this community. Like, I'm somebody who has a criminal record. I've gone through homelessness. I've gone through addiction, through domestic violence, and came out on the other side of that. And then once I did that, I realized that my criminal record was such a barrier. I couldn't get housing. I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get anything that I needed to do to just simply take care of myself. And that's the problem. People are defined by the mistakes they made and not who they really are or the skills that they have. Most people with a criminal record have so many skills that can be so beneficial in our workforce and our community, but they're not given that chance yeah. because they click yes on that box. And you just said like you dealt with addiction and mm -hmm. I've heard that like Utah has a very high like addiction um, statistics in, in the state and that ultimately brings people um, in touch with the legal, the, the criminal mm -hmm. justice system, right, because of addiction. And I know my husband, Desmond Mead, have a similar story as yours, mm -hmm. homeless, addiction, overcame all that, to do great things like you're doing. And can you talk a little bit about that, like, you know, what that looks like in Utah? Well, I think there, were, there definitely is addiction problems everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I feel like I can only speak to Utah because I'm from Utah. Yeah. Uh, but before, years before when I was in my addiction, there wasn't a lot of resources. I couldn't find anywhere to get help. And because I was a misdemeanor record person, I wasn't able to get into a drug court program because I didn't have a felony. So there were times I was like homeless, thinking I should go commit a felony because then I can get into treatment. So say that again, so if you, yeah. so if you get a felony, we give you treatment. If, if you, you get, don't yeah. have a felony, mm -hmm. you're just out of luck. Yeah. So I would get booked in and out of jail on numerous misdemeanor charges. I would have track marks up and down my body, sicker than sick, but I would never got offered a program because I wasn't a convicted felon or I didn't have felony charges so I'd be booked and released so there was a time in my life where I thought I better go commit some felonies so that I can get into a program I knew I needed help I knew I wanted help I knew I didn't want to be sitting in the park sick shooting up breaking the law I didn't I didn't want to be that person I knew I didn't want to be that person I knew my kids needed me but I didn't know how to get out of it other than committing a felony maybe yeah. to get the free treatment that I that I so needed and deserved and it's so important to have these resources for people who mm -hmm. want that opportunity to get their life together. And let me tell you, upstairs, there's like, I can't even count how many people are upstairs at the resource center and community partners that are up there that y'all brought together because your experience mm -hmm. and your own lived experience, you know that people need more than just maybe getting their record clear, but they also need access to resources yeah. and someone that can help them. Yeah, so getting your record cleared is one of the, the first steps. But what happens after that? Most of these people don't know about the resources out there that they can benefit from after their record's been cleared because they've been living with that record for so long 
that they've never even attempted to access these resources before or what it may look like after that's completed for them. You shared upstairs that you, you got on a good foot, you got mm -hmm. your life back together, you're now working, you actually got you a, a good job, mm -hmm. and then you're like, I still need to get this record expunged, mm -hmm. but yet you couldn't because it was so costly. Yeah, so the cost of expungement is very expensive, and that's not just, it's just the government fees that are expensive. So every, somebody can do their time, pay their restitution, pay their fines, pay their fees, do everything the court has asked them to do, and they still have to come out thousands of dollars after that's completed to get their record expunged, which to me is ridiculous. If you've done everything that the court has asked you to do, it should just be automatic. And you had to pay, so I know um, in Louisiana, people have to pay $550 per offense to get cleared. You, in your case, it was up several thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. It was several thousand dollars, and I didn't have that money. So I was rebuilding my life from homelessness, from addiction, and just getting the things that, that I needed to survive, food in my house, an apartment, or a house over my head, a car to drive to get back and forth to work. I didn't have savings because I was rebuilding my life. So to have somebody in a 90-day period come up with $3,000 is almost impossible. You and rate that down 90 days, so tell, tell us about so 90 when you days. Get, when you uh, get approved for expungement, they give you your certificates, and you have 90 days to file with the court, 90 days. And so I made a little bit too much money to qualify for a fee waiver, but not enough money to pay each and every single court individually $300 per case to get expunged. So I wasn't going to do it because I, I didn't ever want to be homeless again. I will never be homeless again. Right. And congratulations, you're a new homeowner. Yes, yes. So when you, like, when you just said for every case, I, Destiny, since the last time I saw you, um, I had, you know, my record, I still have an arrest on my record and a conviction. And now I'm actually going to start going down the journey to get my record cleared and going through the expungement process. Mm -hmm. So keep me in prayer on yeah. that. Um, but, you know, I can't imagine you trying to figure out where you had cases at everywhere. Like, exactly. like I have three. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I hope that's all I have. And I got to figure out what year, what mm -hmm. county was that. And so what was that process like trying to get all that information? Like well, taking time off work. I can imagine you had to take up time off work. Well, for one, it's really re-traumatizing. So I've rebuilt my life, went through a uh, recovery, and I worked a lot on myself. But then to have to go back and figure out, I mean, I had 13 cases all over the state, which case it was, what I was doing, why I was doing it, is really, re you know, it's re-traumatizing to somebody who has already rebuilt their life. So it's, it's unfortunate that there wasn't a centralized system that could just pull that all up and say, oh, this is what you have, you know, like, let's take care of it. For free. Right. I mean, it's, the cost is so much. Yeah. And it's a huge barrier on anybody, let alone somebody who's making 9 or $10 an hour. You know, we passed Clean Slate um, in several states across the country. And right now, today, Clean Slate is enacted in 10 states, mm -hmm. all of them not in implementation phase like Utah. You went through the process. You got your record cleared. Like, tell folks, like, let folks understand what life can look like once someone has that cloak of shame, has that piece of paper that's holding them back. What does life look like? Because people are like, okay, you're passing clean slate, then what? What does that mean? Yeah. And people are like, do you still have barriers? And, you know, it's all not perfect. But people do have some type of transformation. You spoke about the oh, yeah. power of transformation through having a clean slate. Before I got my record expunged, I was a single mom. I still am a single mom, but I was on government benefits. I was on housing, I was on food stamps, I was on Section 8, I was on Medicaid. That's the government, 
totally just supported me. And I remember when I was working in the mayor's office and I was in sober living and they're like, okay, well, your housing came up. You're pregnant. We put you to the top of the list. And I'm like, oh, man, do I quit the job to take the housing? Because I know that I'll be set if I take the housing I was set before. Or do I let the housing go and take the job? And in this instance, I did the opposite of what I normally do. I took the job and, and refused the housing. And because of that, all these other doors of opportunity opened, and I was able to get my record expunged. But before then, I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get an apartment. My adult son had a sign for me to get into an apartment. I couldn't support myself. I couldn't do any of those things until I got my record expunged. And now uh, I'm on no government benefits. I'm a homeowner. My relationships with my family is great. Um, I give back to the community. I donate to charities. And now I get to run this nonprofit that's helping people change their life just like I was able to change my own. Yes, that's beautiful. And yeah. how many how many people are going to be impacted by the Utah law passing? Oh, over over 500,000 people. But the problem is that there's no direct notification requirements. So that's why we created Clean Slate Utah, was to get loud in the community, let people know about the law so that they know that they're going to benefit from it because the government is not going to let anybody know. So basically notifications mean people are not automatically notified that, hey, your record may be clear or you have a pathway yeah. to get your record cleared. And so, and they're still clicking yes on those boxes when actually it's no that's stopping them from the resources that they can Wow. Have. So they no longer should have to, have to click yeah. that. Yeah. But they don't know it. They don't know, but they yeah. don't know that they're going to benefit from this. So we're getting as loud as we can with this big mouth of mine. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to let everybody know about it and then help them determine if they qualify. I think before there was never a clear path to expungement. People talked about expungement. There wasn't a path. Nobody knew how to access it. Nobody knew what it looked like until, until now. Now there's a path we can help people figure out, and more people are like, whoa, this is really a thing. We can, this can really happen. Utah has been a model, and, you know, um, Noella, who has done a great mm -hmm. job as the founder of Clean Slate, leading this issue, second state in the country to lead. You have such bipartisan support, like the, the local electeds are really, they yeah. really care about this. I remember uh, when Amy shared her story, and um, last year the governor was shedding the tear, yeah. you know. And to see them behind y'all is just beautiful. Um, as we close, like, what would you say to those other states who are all, like on the fence? Like, can we do this in our state? What would you say to those elected officials? And then also, what do you want to leave with directly impacted people who are like, I need a pathway to get my record clear? Well, first and foremost, I would tell people that everybody makes mistakes and everybody deserves a chance. Like, you should not be denying food and resources and housing and things from people who have just made a mistake. We are not the mistakes we've made. We are what we have done to overcome them. Um, and then I think for people in recovery, like it's possible. I never thought I would live the life I live today. I just kept making the next right decision that led me down to where I'm at today. I, I didn't just wake up in recovery and be like, oh, I'm gonna be this. Like, yeah. It took a lot of hard work. I had a lot of setbacks. Um, it, was, it was hard, but it's doable. You just gotta keep, keep, keep on trucking. Right. <laughs> um, I wanna ask you this, now that you don't have that that, that, that pressure, that stress of dealing with, am I defined by my record all the time? What are you doing in your fun time? Helping people clear their records. <laughs> I love this stuff. So even before I was in this role, I was a community advocate. I was advocating all over the, the state about is issues like this. So when this job came up, I was like, oh, it's perfect for me. It's what I've already been doing. So I think what I do in my free time is with my family and then also like asking them if you have people with records, everybody knows somebody who has a record. 
So at every function I go to, whether it's a family barbecue or whatever, somebody, I'm talking about the Clean Slate Law, I'm talking about Utah and what we're doing, and educating people, because a lot of people don't know about it. Well, you inspire so many. I, I know that I'm going to share your video wide Thank you. into all of our platforms because it really touched, it, and it's just powerful. And so I thank you for taking time with us on yeah. our voice podcast. You know, I'm taking over from my husband at FRC, <laughs> and I was like, some cool people in Utah. And so yeah. just appreciate the work that you're doing, Destiny. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Let my people vote. You know that we are the voices.